0: now america's number one show on pop culture and politics this is the michael medved show another great day in this greatest nation on god's green earth a great day right after the midterm elections but we're just right before the uh, 2024 elections are over no really completely over finished done with without having to go through all those ads and the unpleasantness and the attacks and the back and forth and any uncertainty at all it's all going to be wiped out uh, why and when and how well there's a terrific column in the wall street journal i think it's a column every american should read it's a column that makes the case that uh, the race for president could be over on uh, next uh, tuesday uh, coming right up here on the 15th, so we should get ready, get all the campaigning in we need to during the Veterans Day holiday. We will be here working with you, of course, and talking to you. But uh, how is the um, the campaign going to be over so soon? Daniel Henninger knows how, and uh, we will talk about that. There uh, is also uh, ongoing news about the vote counts that are going forward, where Uh, Kerry Lake in particular is um, getting ready to contest the election because it does look like with the most of the votes that have yet to be counted, and there are about 425,000 that left to be counted from Maricopa County, their majority are uh, early votes or mail-in votes or drop box votes. They are the kind of votes that have been in the Past traditionally going in a Democratic direction, not in the Republican direction. Talking about a Republican direction, uh, we are told that uh, after President Trump secures his renomination, that whether she wins or loses her race for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake would be on his short list for vice presidential picks uh, not going to be mike pence probably certainly not after the excerpt uh to his book released today in the wall street journal also some experts uh, excerpts in the new york times it is uh, uh descriptions of some of his last days with trump uh before they seem to hit some kind of irreconcilable understanding the um Uh, We'll be speaking later today to uh, Jonathan Allen of NBC. He uh, has a provocative column on what the midterms mean for a possible Trump-Biden rematch. To some extent, with Trump's announcement about the uh, speech he's going to be giving, which he has described, I think it's, it's very important that Americans focus on this he has described that speech in a a tweet uh, not tweet because he's not on Twitter but it was an email that was sent out and it says that the uh, announcement that is coming will perhaps be the most uh... important speech ever given in the whole history of the united states of america which means uh... as they say in the national review Uh, move over Gettysburg Address and I Have a Dream. Yes, this announcement will perhaps be the most important speech given in the history of the United States of America. Will it? We'll be talking to Rich Lowry, the editor for National Review coming up. But uh, first off, uh, with the uh, elections over, except for the final counting and the shouting and of course that runoff coming up in Georgia, it is possible, by the way, that uh, the, the runoff would not decide control of the Senate. Because unless the Republicans win one, at least one, of the currently in question uh, seats that have yet to have a final winner, the uh, battle in Nevada between Catherine uh, Cortez Masto and the incumbent senator and uh, uh, Adam Laxalt, that, uh, uh, that battle in Nevada has to be settled and the battle in Arizona uh, between uh, 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 not uh, just Senator Mark Kelly, but uh, uh, Blake Masters, the Republican nominee, very much a candidate selected and promoted by President Trump. Uh, okay, the Democrats are uh, already beginning to think a little bit about uh, who would be a terrific alternative to Biden. They're probably thinking about it less now because uh, what the president seems to have accomplished is something is very unusual, which is really very minimal. Uh, democratic losses, nothing like the red wave that we were all hearing about, and people are talking about the red puddle or the red trickle or the red pond, but it's it's not a wave. Uh, so Katie Tour on MSNBC came up with the most brilliant idea I think you could possibly imagine, and and she should get all the encouragement in the world. I, I, I hope her nomination for a Democratic nominee for President of the United States actually becomes reality. It would be fascinating and entertaining and uplifting and inspiring. Who does she have in mind? Listen to clip six. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president, um, I know there's some
1: variables obviously. (laughs) Just a few. Just a few. But I just, you know, What he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about
0: his future. John Fetterman. Okay, it's enough that he was elected to the Senate of the United States. He actually won that race um, by um, much more than expected. It was supposed to be close, but it wasn't that close. Uh, but Fetterman for president, and based upon what qualifications? I mean, one of the things that I, I, I do want to emphasize, and again, it's been a theme of this show, and I think it's it's a very important theme, that right now the idea of celebrity candidates, people who have not really worked in politics before, uh, John Fetterman has been um, been mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, and then he's been lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, which is a a pretty meaningless job. It's it's virtually like being vice president of the United States, except you're around Harrisburg, not around Washington D.C. Uh, Fetterman has limited experience and limited background <laughs> to to be president, and uh, the. Verbal dexterity, which he has been able to show during this. <laughs> Again, you, you just just uh, imagine, John Fetterman for president. Actually, there's a much more serious list of contenders, but it's part of what is very bizarre about this moment in our history because we had remember Marianne Williamson was on the debate stage, uh, who was a spiritual. Uh, guru and uh, Adam Yang, of course, and he may run again with his brand new uh, party that uh, he has organized. But this idea of people running with no qualifications and no preparation, and where you start at the presidency or for a senatorial level, and and then people say, well, what about Reagan? Uh, Reagan, before he ran for president, was governor of California for two very very successful terms and uh, he had been very much involved in politics for years in 1964 which was 16 years before he first ran for president before he he ran for president and and won Uh, in 1964 he was crucial in the Goldwater campaign and then 1976 12 years later he was uh, a candidate for president against President Ford. At least some experience with major candidacies. John Fetterman. Uh, So who would be on that list? And what about getting rid of Biden? That's still what a lot of Democrats believe, even with the success in the elections this week. We'll get to that and more coming up.
1: And we see in the middle of our mind a golden light. The Michael Medved Show. It is a place of infinite peace and infinite love.
0: Your outlet for outrage. I'm not going to take this anymore. The Michael Medved Show. A Connecticut judge today uh, has ordered um, InfoWars founder Alex Jones and his company to pay an additional $473 million to the families of eight victims of the Sandy Hook shooting. That on top of the $1 billion he's already been ordered to pay. So uh, I imagine he's going to be very energetically trying to... Sell some of the uh, the snake oil products that that he sells. Some of the a uh, male enhancement products that he sells. And no, we're not just talking about growing hair, but that too. Uh, will uh, uh, Alex Jones be rushing forward to make these payments? I think it's going to be a matter of some combat and discussion. And by the way, if there are any items of breaking news uh... the the items breaking news would be on the maricopa county uh, count and and they're they're going to be doing a uh, a special audit uh... but get it done by the end of the day on friday and this settled one of them of course has a very great impact directly on uh who is going to control the U.S. Senate. That's the uh, uh, the ongoing count, incomplete with some 400,000 ballots left to be counted. They uh, are starting a hand-count audit, uh, and uh, that's supposed to be done by Friday. Uh, the reason that I think that people should look at this realistically is most of the ballots that are outstanding, the majority of the ballots that are outstanding in Arizona, are from uh, Maricopa, which is Phoenix, and Pima County. Pima County is Tucson. And the, the vote from Pima County that's been counted so far was um, 14 points uh, advantage to the Democrats. And for Maricopa County it's only four points advantage to the Democrats. But given the fact that, uh, that the two Democratic candidates uh, are ahead in, in both of uh, those counts, both Katie Hobbs for governor and uh, the senator, Mark Kelly. It's probably unlikely that that's going to be turned around by the additional counts because of where they're from. But we'll find out. Um, here's a uh, an email that came in from uh, BJ in Chicago. And thank you, BJ, for um, uh, great to hear from you. Uh, what it says is, why is there so much speculation about whether or not Trump will run again? He has to in order to stay one step ahead of the law. As an officially declared presidential candidate for a major political party, it will be virtually impossible to arrest and prosecute him. If he were brought up on a criminal charges, half the country would be up in arms. If he can win... Uh, re-election in 2024 he will have effective immunity from legal trouble for the next four years as a sitting president you should point this out to your listeners Okay, I I, I would point out to the listeners if it's true I, I don't think that his officially declared candidacy would in any way interfere with some of the ongoing legal problems he has about for instance the way that he ran his company for for many years and his honesty in his dealing with the Internal Revenue Service and uh, the desire that he has its a big legal fight about whether Congress is going to have access and the public is going to have access to some of his tax returns, which uh, previous candidates for president and people who won the presidency have basically publicized. Uh, The uh, idea that uh, people say, oh, well, you can't bother him because he is an active candidate, I I don't think that's going to work, and particularly not given the fact that uh, right now the federal authorities and plenty of state authorities like uh, Letitia James, the attorney general in New York State, are of the opposition party. And the notion that if you – oh, I can get off on any – charge I want all I have to do is declare for president uh, I'm not sure that's going to work there there's now by the way speaking of declaring for president uh, there are already people close to President Trump who are saying that hey in, in light of the way that this campaign worked out uh, you honestly uh, President Trump should not be declaring your presidency uh, your candidacy now, because it will be. Uh, it was the same reason that that uh, Seward told Lincoln, right during the middle of the Civil War, Lincoln had written his Emancipation docla- uh, Declaration and he wanted to put it out. And this is originally in the summer of 1862, and uh, and Seward said. No, if we do it after all of the defeats that the Union armies have suffered at the hands of the Confederacy, it will be viewed as a desperate cry for help. I think that same thing applies to uh, President Trump after the results on Tuesday, uh, going forward one week later with this greatest speech in the history of the country that we're supposed to be hearing. And... uh, uh, again, it, it's coming on uh, the week right after Veterans Day. Okay, speaking of Veterans Day, uh, one of the things that we have uh, going on right now is, um, at the, uh, <laughs> wow, this is something interesting. Uh, The complete Veterans Day collection, which has just been assembled by the good people of the Medved History Store, is going to come together with a free Medved uh, beer mug, which uh, is great. I hope people can use that in in good health and happiness. But there are a whole series of uh, programs that are going to be coming with this Veterans Day bundle. And uh, it's uh, hours and hours of programming. We have the battles of the American Revolution. Uh, These are the battles fought that ignited a revolution that would become a pillar of the world. Here are the stories of what it took, the planning, the strategy, the lives lost, and the victories won. And then we have one on the wars of the 19th century. This is also included uh, from Mexico declaring war on the U.S., the best and worst conducted battles in American history to the country's own civil war. In the collection you can learn about the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, the defeats uh, and the triumphs of the wars of the 19th century. Also that war of 1812 which was a disaster and uh, you'll hear the truth about it. Uh, there Also the wars of the 20th century into the six wars that helped to change and shape not only America but the world and what it is today. Now, all of this is available right now together with this very handsome free beer mug. It's a collection of our very best war programs, 70% off. Uh, Go find out about that availability at michaelmedved.com or uh, medvedhistorystore.com. When we come back, our People right in the Trump orbit who are saying, Mr. Trump, delay the speech. We'll talk to Rich Lowry of National Review. On the Michael Medved show, uh, there are a lot of people, including Kelly McEnany, uh, President Trump's uh, former press representative, who have come out and said... And Mr. President, uh, Mr. Former President, Mr. Wannabe Future President, don't do the announcement of candidacy just a few days from now. It's bad timing. It's uh, and and by the way, the the most powerful argument uh, against that announcement comes in the pages of the Wall Street Journal today. Uh, The great Daniel Henninger, frequent guest on this show, writes, let's cut to the chase. If Mr. Trump announces next week that he is running again, the 2024 presidential election ends that day. It guarantees a wipeout for Republicans. And he says, connect Tuesday's dots. Amid all the issues in this midterm election, inflation, abortion, crime, the pandemic, schools, climate, Mr. Trump made getting his endorsement in the GOP primaries contingent on one thing, agreeing with him that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. The uh, Republican Senate candidates who played Mr. Trump's rigged election card to win their primaries included Don Baldock in New Hampshire, Blake Masters in Arizona, and Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. Republican gubernatorial candidates who supported Mr. Trump's version of 2020 included Pennsylvania's Doug Mastriano, Michigan's Tudor Dixon, Maryland's Dan Cox, Wisconsin's Tim Michaels, Arizona's Carrie Lake, and New York's Lee Zeldin. There's little doubt that embracing Mr. Trump's election view secured the nomination in those states. But in virtually every instance, these candidates then de-emphasized both the 2020 election and Mr. Trump and ran more traditional issues-based campaigns. Why? Because in a general election, a Trump-based only campaign can't win. It is a guaranteed loser. This column and others wrote repeatedly during Mr. Trump's term that He had to expand his base beyond the narrow 2016 win. He never did. A real problem. Uh, Rich Lowry of National Review has uh, written (laughs) an amusing column about what uh, is going to make people forget all about the Gettysburg Address and the I Have a Dream speech because it's going to be the greatest speech in American history, the one planned by President Trump. Uh, to announce his candidacy on um, Monday, I think it is, or it's Tuesday. Uh, But it's such an important day. You've got to get it right, right, Rich? What's the day?
2: (laughs) It's Tuesday. I kind of think he's not going to announce on Tuesday. I think people are going to prevail on him not to do it. Uh, if the Georgia runoff is meaningful, and, and maybe e- even if it's if it's not, but we need to wait and see what has, happens out in Nevada, where I just hear different things. You know, election watchers on Twitter, or the, the Republican Adam Laxalt, you know, he's going to lose. I was just talking to Republican senators, say no, he's going to win. So, so we'll see. But he needs to win to make Georgia count. And then, uh... uh if it does, I think it's very unlikely that Trump will go through. With his announcement, I think people around him will try to convince him to do something positive to uh, to help Herschel Walker to to have a little bit of a some some bragging point out of this. You know, maybe give uh, Walker his fundraising list, which he hasn't done for anyone else. Hope Walker gets over the finish line and say, "Hey, you know what? If this I helped make this happen, and it wasn't as bad as we thought because we both won the Senate uh, and the House." Um, but he, I mean, he sustained a body blow Tuesday night. There's just no doubt about it.
0: What uh, what could he do to be most helpful? Could he? Uh, do you think it would help Herschel Walker for uh, President Trump between now and uh, December sixth to basically move to Georgia and go out campaigning with him every day?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think you're uh, laughing. It, it, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it, it, President it Trump thinks it. that
0: that would deliver the campaign, right?
2: Yeah. Well, that that's that's part of the problem is. Uh, <laughs> what what he thinks might deliver a campaign and what what really does or don't don't really accord always accord but get, giving herschel his email list letting herschel you know it's i'm told it's plausible walker could you know raise 10 million dollars 15 million dollars real money off of that list and then uh play a lot of golf you know and 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 let it let it play out and stay out of the way now how likely is it is he to do either of those things uh i don't know but um He's he's just in a, in a bad bad state now because if he if he goes on Tuesday, you know the whole plan was that there was going to be a massive wave he could take credit for and ride on the crest of. That that didn't happen, and in fact, you know as as I say, he's sustained real political damage himself, so it risks being a, a bit of a fizzle. I mean, he can still build a crowd, obviously, but uh, the overall enthusiasm will not be high. But then, kind of putting it off makes it seem like well, he realizes that he's sustained a blow and can't do it now, so he's he's in a bit of a fix. Um, you know, I've thought he's been in fixes before. He's escaped every single one, but but he's clearly in his, his weakest state since 2016, prior to him winning the, the presidency.
0: Have you heard anybody? I mean, anyone out there, uh, no matter how devoted they are to President Trump and his future, anyone who has said that the uh, uh, the issue of the stolen election was helpful to Republicans? And it was just so brilliantly used to assure just victory after victory. We got so tired of winning, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't we even want to win anymore. A- anyone who thinks that was a really potent no. pro-GOP issue?
2: No, uh, of course not. And uh, I mean, Trump, I won't say that Trump's the only one who cares about it, but a lot of others. Uh, ordinary voters do, but he's the one driving it. He's the one making it a, a lit- litmus test. And there's a, there's a place for litmus tests tests and parties. You know, it is important that that being pro life became a Republican litmus test because once a once a major political party believes something, then you have much more chance of realizing it. But there's no case for making an obsession with 2020 and delusions about 2020 a litmus test for the party. It, it's it's all about Trump and his, his ego and bending uh people to his will that there's just no upside to it whatsoever and and it um and it's associated with other qualities in these candidates that that make them unappealing to the mainstream. Look, I'm a conservative. I want, I want candidates who are very conservative, but you have to win the, the middle. And uh, if, if you're going to be extreme, be extreme ideologically and substantively, like in ways matter, that matter. Don't be extreme on this like, wacky stuff that, that has zero impact on, on anyone's real life, isn't going to advance the ball in any way, and it's just kowtowing to one guy. And I hope the party now realizes that, but um, you know, you can never underestimate Trump's grip.
0: Okay, so uh, something, he's going to say something, he has to deliver a speech, and of course he, he could very easily say, oh, I was just faking you out, just you know, I thought I was going to announce candidacy. Mm-hmm. What I was really going to announce was uh, your ability to contribute to the Trump Library, the, uh, the <laughs> what, wonderful collection of what will be my uh, two terms as president. Um, uh, what 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 could he say? What else could well, then, he you know, do? If, that-
2: if, if the if the people that um, who uh, want him to help uh, and, and think it would be helpful to to his personal interests also to genuinely help, I think what they would tell him is give a speech about the the importance of winning the Senate for the good of the party and how people need to to help Herschel Walker and that's all you're about right now. You you were gonna annou- make a very very important announcement. You're putting off your very very important announcement because that's not as important as winning Georgia. You know, re- someone would have to write it down for him, right, <laughs> and force him to do it. He occasionally does that, uh, but that that would that would make the most sense for him.
0: Yeah, and and by the way, uh, there there is a, a sense that if uh, if uh, both Laxalt and Blake Masters lose and. Uh, there's reason to believe they they both might, that uh, Georgia uh, would hurt Herschel Walker because it, it, it would mean that even if Herschel Walker wins, you don't win control of the Senate. So it's a moment for decision, and thank you for contributing to it and for contributing to the perspective. Rich Lowry, uh, editor of National Review, He uh, he has his own column about President Trump's Upcoming, or maybe not so upcoming, great speech. Meanwhile, very prominent Republicans going off the ranch. How? Coming up. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. Can you imagine? By 19... 19- the greatest show on God's green earth. Oh!
1: Good for you. The Michael Medved Show.
0: And on the Michael Medved Show, uh, Kaylee McEnany, who was a press spokesman for President Trump, I think she did a good job for President Trump. She was uh, perhaps the most effective of the various spokespeople he had. One of his spokespeople just uh, won the governorship of Arkansas and that of course uh, would be Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And uh, she won easily, very uh, much a, there was a red wave in the state of Arkansas, uh, no doubt. Senator Bozeman also, handsomely reelected. In any event, uh, Kayleigh McEnany had some common sense that she was talking about on cable TV. And uh, I think that uh, what she's saying it's tough to argue against because it clearly is what needs to be done. Uh, listen, this is clip seven.
2: Every Republican energy needs to go to grinding the Biden agenda to a halt. And that yeah. could go straight through the state of Georgia. On this point. Does that include Trump? I think he needs to put it on pause. Absolutely. Look, he'll, he'll make that decision. He'll make his own decision. But Does he go if to I'm Georgia? advising any contender, DeSantis, Trump, whomever, no one announces 2024 until we get through December 6. Do you see the former president, a need for him to go to Georgia? I, I think we've got to make strategic calculations. Um, Governor DeSantis, I think he should be welcome to the state, given what happened last night. Oh, You've got to, look, you got to look at the realities on the ground. And Herschel Walker, we've got to win the Senate. That's it, guys. Got to win the Senate.
0: Okay. Uh, and uh, there may be a, a chance to win the Senate with everything depending upon, you'll pardon the expression, Herschel Walker carrying the ball which is something he did with superb aplomb during his days of football glory, winning uh, a national championship for the Georgia Bulldogs, undefeated uh, national championship. But that was then. Uh, This is now. And and at the moment, what a number of people are saying is uh, look for uh, Trump has his political record now is not, blank. It's not open. He, uh, he ran for president in uh, 2016. He uh, had great success in the primaries after losing initially. Remember he lost the caucuses in Iowa to Ted Cruz, but then he cleaned up on the primaries. He won the nomination. But can we remember that he came very far from winning the popular vote in uh, the election of 2016 and um, and he was very very fortunate with the way that the votes the popular votes were distributed state-by-state state. so he won those five key states that he turned around that allowed him to win 306 electoral votes but then when it came time for his midterm election and this probably rankles President Trump very deeply right now is that he lost a total of 43 seats for the republicans during his first term 43 seats in the house and uh, that's compared to uh, biden losing it it may be ten it could even be less than that uh... but uh, it's not going to be anywhere near the forty three seats that he lost and then he lost the two senate seats in georgia uh, where he actually came down and campaigned, and instead of campaigning for uh, Senator Perdue and Senator Leffler, uh, who had been appointed under his administration, Senator Leffler, the uh, instead of campaigning on their behalf, he was complaining about the stolen election, which of course depressed turnout. It meant that fewer people come out if you believe that your hero Donald Trump has been blocked from winning re-election because of a stolen election, it doesn't help. And now playing a very active role in this first election since that loss. Uh, What you saw is a loss across the board yesterday. One of the things that people haven't talked about is that in state legislative races, which is one of those areas where under Obama... The Republican Party did spectacularly well. It added like a thousand legislative seats. We apparently lost about 500 legislative seats across the country uh, this week and lost control of legislatures. In Michigan, for instance, the Democrats took control, not only winning re-election for Governor Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, and for the Attorney General and for the Secretary of State, And for the Democratic officials statewide, the Republicans also lost control of both the House and the Senate in Michigan. They lost one of the houses in Wisconsin. Uh, They lost one of the houses in Pennsylvania. And this kind of uh, uh, misfortune for the Republican Party has to stop if if the party's going to have a future as a competitive force in American politics they're looking at some of the exit polls one of the things that hurt republicans in and it's clear in the exit polling is there are now fewer people who describe themselves as republican do you know anybody who said yeah I used to be a republican i'm not anymore now independent or something of of that nature winsome sears who is one of the rising stars in the republican party she's been on our show before she's the lieutenant governor of virginia she was uh, uh, elected, uh, and uh, with the Governor Governor Yunkin, and uh, and and she's the first Black woman to hold uh, statewide office in Virginia. She just uh, said this on Fox News, and again, we ought to pay attention to her because she's clearly the kind of voice we need in the Republican future. Here is the Lieutenant Governor of uh, Virginia, Winsome Sears.
1: His administration, when it came to the economy, helped us because black unemployment was the lowest it had ever been uh, historically and then of course when it came to education, he forgave his administration the loans that historically black colleges and universities had owed that they could never repay, and by the way, provided a, a permanent funding stream. And then safety uh, forced NATO to bring their fair share, only 2% of their GDP. But when we look at the mission, and as a Marine, we're looking at the mission, and you know the voters have spoken. And they have said that they want a different leader. And a true leader understands when they have become a liability, a true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. And the voters have given us that very clear message.
0: Uh, But Donald Trump still makes a speech next week that he wants to run for president. What would you think about that?
1: I could not support him. I, I just couldn't.
0: Now, that is very striking. And and again, if you look at the timing right now, uh, a lot of this is going to be whether he puts himself and his own obsessions with being, running for president again and coming back and claiming the presidency and who knows what he wants to do about what he believes to be the greatest crime in human history, which is the allegedly stolen election. Really? Uh, the, the idea of waiting uh, to declare his candidacy and maybe being involved with trying to help the Republican Party in some of the aspects of its role in, in federal affairs can still be protected and advanced, as with, uh, with Herschel Walker. Now, Herschel Walker, not an ideal candidate but it would make a tremendous difference if uh, adam laxalt can hold on in nevada and and he is uh, enjoying right now a very narrow lead they still have a lot of votes to count from uh, clark county which is the most democratic county in the state and the most populous so we will see what happens with that but if adam laxalt hangs on picking up a formerly Democratic seat, uh, ousting an incumbent Democratic U.S. senator. And that would get the Republicans to tide. So it would be going back to uh, Kamala Harris breaking ties. But the uh, Chuck Schumer maintaining control of the Senate. If they can both hold on with Adam Laxalt, and if Herschel Walker actually can win in uh, the runoff election, where the Democrats are going to spend unlimited money to try to defeat him. Now, that's December 6th. That is obviously less than a month. But it is a very, very important interlude. Uh, There's also going around this idea that, okay, President Trump has already passed into history because right now there's a new leader of the Republican Party and kind of everybody knows it and some people are having the moxie to talk about it and we'll talk about it with a former Bush aide and heard on CNN and teaching at Harvard Scott Jennings coming up in This Greatest Nation on God's Green Earth.